Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Our broadcast, we turn to an email from a listener, Dan, out of West Columbia, South Carolina. Vince never lose sight of the fact Jimmy Carter started the Department of Energy in 1977 to end our dependence on foreign oil. <laughs> Since then, it's grown tenfold in size and scope. And ending foreign dependency on oil is the last thing on their minds. One good thing, though. Both James Buchanan, Jimmy Carter, Barack Obama, they all owe Joe Biden a great debt of gratitude for lifting the mantle of worst president in U.S. history from their shoulders. <laughs> yeah, I think so far, Joe Biden well on his way to earning that title. He has earned it well, don't you think? On the text line, we were talking about energy costs, gasoline. This texter saying, as a Tesla owner, my gas tax savings are huge. Why are people still complaining when there are options? On groceries, I cannot afford most of it. A very small loaf of bread is now seven bucks. Hmm, loaf of bread or gallon of gas? Good question. Also, your friend that you say constantly bashes Trump, use name-calling, is no different than some talk show host calling people baby killers, morons, devil worshippers, or bring up abortion almost every day as if they personally are being forced to do it. So what's the difference? <laughs> I know some people hate when I use that voice when I... Refer to texts that are critical of the host. I'm just having a little fun here. Why not? Faith Focus Friday. I want to share with you a couple of posts. One of them from my good friend Steve Crosby. The other from a family I've known for quite some time. A lady I've known. Uh, this is a wonderful couple. Live in the upstate of South Carolina. I'm going to share her post in just a moment. Her name is Anne. But I thought it was so insightful. Let's start here. Steve Crosby, one of the things that's really a bone of contention for Dr. Steve Crosby is how, unfortunately, so many people who profess to be Christian seem to love violence and love finding ways to excuse violence. Here's his post from the other day. All human religion, including Christianity, 
inevitably corrupts itself to holy violence by persuading itself that God is violent first. He is the primordial source of sacred violence, and we're just acting like our God. Father image. We are his children, just acting out the nature of our God. Our hearts are pure. Our hands are clean. As we engage in reprehensible behaviors against others. Of course, because they're bad people who deserve it. And ultimately kill one another in God's name for God's righteous cause. Which happily and conveniently coincides with our desires and ambitions. What a coincidence. Truly, the whole cosmos is held in slavery and salvation is more than a ticket for your ride to heaven when you die. Very thoughtful post here from Dr. Steve Crosby, isn't it? Even on a subject for me like the death penalty, I see that with a sense of lament. I don't sit here thinking with rage and anger, kill this person. I think it's a very sad thing. And I think whenever we have an attitude of contempt that takes us down the road that we want to see people die, no matter what the cause, we really do need to check our hearts. Really do. Just keep in mind Jesus and the many attempts to harm and ultimately kill him. And, you know, I am not, you know, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not here to advocate pacifism or anything like that. That's where some of you may be. And I respect that. But I think this attitude of violence and the christening of that, the baptizing of that, is something I don't want to be a part of. It's where I am. One of the things that Christianity has been assaulted for is somehow uh, Christianity is anti-woman. And out of the upstate did a really good post on social media and she raised this question misogyny in the Bible I really want to share my heart here on misogyny in the Bible as a Christian woman this is an important topic to me God actually spoke against the abuse and mistreatment of women many times and ultimately demonstrated his heart towards women by making things right through his son Jesus did you know that Christian communities treated women better than other cultures of that time Jesus' first revelation of his resurrected body was to women. He had many female followers. This was unheard of at the time. He also spoke and ate with and loved children, eunuchs, criminals, and people in the lower castes of that time. The woman at the well was a Samaritan. The Jews didn't associate with him at the time. As you know, this woman had multiple sex partners, all of which were unacceptable in that time. Yet Jesus, quote, hung out with her and had a long conversation with her in public. It was never God's plan for men to oppress and disregard women. The image of God's plan is found in Genesis 2, where he instituted marriage as a bond between the one man and one woman. He mutually 
dignify and respect one another so that they might become one. As far as the Old Testament stories of multiple wives and abusive women, the presence of misogyny does not constitute God's blessing over it. This is a really good point and makes, I think people look and think, oh, well, God must have been okay with it. It must be his favor. Ah, no. The story of the woman caught in adultery has always stood out to me, and especially Jesus' words of let he who is without sin cast the first stone. He not only didn't entirely blame the woman, but he called out the men. Jesus' heart towards women, children, minorities, outcasts, etc. Nothing but love, and is very clearly seen throughout the Bible. Thank you, Anne, for what you have written. And this, again, flies in the face of what what people are trying to portray. I mean, I've seen these references to this show, Handmaid's Tale, you know, and I, the idea that this is all derived from some sort of Christian worldview, which is nothing further from the truth. The gospel of Jesus Christ is not about oppression of anybody. Women, children, minorities, does not promote slavery, all kinds of nonsense communicated by the left, and at the same time, some of us probably do need to check our attitudes. I'm just saying. Coming up, you'll hear from a security expert about where we stand in America right now. You do not want to miss this. Stay with Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, folks, I want to get to something that really grabbed my attention. I heard this on a program yesterday, uh, Megyn Kelly's show. She does an excellent show. I love Megyn Kelly. Providing kind of a 
very much a different kind of broadcast and long-form guests' conversations. Yesterday, she had a conversation with security expert Gavin DeBecker, who is author of a book called The Gift of Fear. And he touched on something that I really want you to hear. It goes to the heart of what I try to do on this broadcast every day. And I don't claim to do this perfectly, but it's certainly an objective of mine. Because my desire, my heart, is to see people coming together. See us as we the people coming together. And this transcending the foolishness of political leaders with their manipulation and the things that they do to divide us. They just don't stop. Well, we get some insights on this from Gavin DeBecker. And one of the things that he addresses, and I'm, I've got several clips here I want to share with you, is the point where we are in history where there's a lot of misery out there. You know, it kind of reminds me of the Carter years, because I think they talked then about the misery index. I think this is one of the issues that Ronald Reagan used to help catapult him to the White House. We're in that place again. We have a misery index, which is increasing by the day. Here are the comments of Gavin DeBecker about the misery index. Uh, you know, the we can look at inflation. We can look at alienation. We can look at lack of trust in our institutions. Uh, we can look at division, uh, which is being, uh, you know, nurtured by politicians, uh, division between people. I want to tell you quickly. And social why. media, too. Say it again. Social media, too. Oh, yes. Social media. You know, at the end of that uh, very good documentary that ran on Netflix called uh, The Social Dilemma, at yeah. the very end, one of the uh, former Facebook executives is asked, does he let his own kids use Facebook? He says no. And, and he's asked, what do you think is the natural result of this thing that you're telling us about, about how social media and YouTube and other things lean us, incline us toward the most aggressive uh, postures in everything? Uh, he just answers immediately civil war. He doesn't hesitate for a moment that that's the natural outcome of, of what we're experiencing. Did you hear that? That's where this is going. We're going to touch on this in a little more detail in the coming week. Civil war. I don't know if you have watched that particular video that's on Netflix. It's really good. It's called The Social Dilemma. In fact, I'm thinking about watching it again and, and showing it to a couple of people I know. It's a very powerful documentary about social media and its impact on us. The other thing you heard me earlier say and appeal to you. If you want to think in us versus them terms, don't do this with your neighbor. Do it with the elites. It's really the elites versus the American people. And the real question and the challenge is to put together a coalition of people with shared values and ideas who can take back the country. 
from the elites. See, I think this is one area where Donald Trump succeeded. He put together this kind of coalition. Now, one of the things that was lacking was the relational aspect of this. See, one of the things about relationship is relationship, when it's built the right way, it lasts. When you make a connection, you make a connection. The problem for Donald Trump, and I'm not saying this to jump on his case, but this is, I'm, I'm saying this from the standpoint of what is needed for the future. There's got to be a relationship that is long lasting, that does not depend on elections and really is not built around a personality. And I think the best way to do that is for that personality to hold those relationships very loosely. And by that, I mean, not view those of of something that he or she owns, but always live in a place of humility. Nevertheless, here are the comments of Gavin DeBecker on the subject of how the elites successfully win. I think you have an idea on how they do this. It's a strategy that works over and over again. Here is why the elites win. I want to just comment on uh, on all of these things that are leading to alienation. Why do people in power benefit when there is extraordinary uh hostility between what is identified as two sides. You know, the media puts forth the good and the bad, the abortion and the anti-abortion, the pro this and the anti that, the vaccine and the and the anti-vaxxers and all of these things that are that we are, um, you know, in in dispute over. Why do they win? And the answer is like many answers you'll get from me is historic. It has always been this way. The king and the queen look over the castle wall There's always a wall, and there's a reason for the wall. They don't want people coming over. And they look over the castle wall, and they see the people in conflict with each other, and that is always good news, because it means they are not coming over the castle wall. You see what this is about, folks? Don't be fooled. See, when we're attacking our neighbors, the elites love this, because that's their goal. Because while we're fighting each other, We're ignoring them. They are the real troublemakers. We have to remember that. The last cut here, I want to get to quickly, is what happens when the people respond, when people wake up. He gives a great example of what's happened recently with the whole COVID situation. Listen up. Mm. And that's where we are today, which is this degree of alienation, uh, this degree of, uh, of hostility, and uh, this degree of division and divisiveness in America actually serves power structures. It actually yeah. serves people in power because you, uh, what you don't, all you don't want in a population is that they all agree. When they all agree, you get Tunisia or you get Egypt or you get the Arab Spring. When it, when, frankly, it doesn't even take all. When 55% agree and are, are willing to be active, you get, uh, you know, you get substantial change real fast. Uh, as you it's, said, you know, our politicians now real quick dropped Fauci. He's not doing an interview five times a day anymore. Uh, yeah. Dropped, uh, you know, the the nearly obsessive focus on getting not vaccinated, but vaccinated again and again and again and again. All that stopped because we have elections coming up. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what's happened. 
you have awakened, folks. And this is an example of what happens when people come together. And this goes beyond political labels. People were fed up of all the COVID lockdowns and restrictions. They pushed back. Look where we are today. Gavin DeBecker. I hope to hear more from him. Stay with us. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. On the text line. Wow, this one's very interesting. Civil war will never happen. People are too lazy. They can't stay focused more than five days. If it doesn't come with government subsidies, it's not worth it. Who's going to watch my pets while I'm fighting? Never happen. That's from T. Who's going to watch my pets? That is too funny. It's not just social media. It's every AM talk show host, every opinion-based broadcast that push certain ideas or questions, all in the name of self-promotion, ratings, and revenue. It's not the elitists that are the problem. It's too many people are trying to fill Rush Limbaugh's shoes, both on radio and TV on both sides. Hmm. This texter would like to know, who are the elites exactly? What makes one elite? If it's based on college degree, wealth, power, how many people in both parties are elites? Would your senator friend you always have on be considered an elite? Hmm. Very, very interesting. I think the best way to describe this, I put an elite, at least the ones we're speaking of, are basically power brokers. People who exercise true power over other people. Whether it's through media, government, whatever it is. And I would add, they're able to do so largely without accountability. That's where I would come down in describing elites. I would also say they're very much disconnected from real people. On the text line, the Civil War would have to be fought in an iPhone or a computer game like Minecraft. <laughs> you know, you're right about that. I... I have to say this. I have to tell you, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not against entertainment and people having a good time. I have to tell you, a part of me is alarmed, though, by how many older guys I see spending an incredible amount of time gaming. It, it really does blow my mind. Not just talking about teenagers, 20s, I'm talking 30s, 40s, guys who are still gaming for hours, staying up all night. It's pretty sobering. <laughs> I think this is the point this texture is making. 
All right. Are you ready for a good laugh? I thought we'd have a little entertainment here with a story CNN is reporting. Are you ready for this? If you're driving, you might want to pull on the side of the road. Because this story, are we going to have this story in 2024, 28, 32, 36, 40? Here's the headline. The whispers of Hillary Clinton 2024 have started. (laughs) Yeah, I saw you just spit out your coffee. In the immediate aftermath of the Supreme Court's monumental decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, conservative writer John Ellis took to the Internet to make a provocative case. It was time for Hillary Clinton to make another political comeback. He wrote, now is her moment. The Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade creates the opening for Hillary Clinton to get out of stealth mode, start down the path toward declaring her candidacy for the 2024 Democratic presidential nomination. Ellis' argument is centered on the ideas that, one, Mr. Magoo, President Joe Biden, will be 82 shortly after the 2024 election, just too old to run again. Ellis is far from the only person making that case. And two, the Democratic bench, it's not terribly strong. And he's not the only person eyeing a Clinton reemergence. Writing in the Hill newspaper, Democrat pundit Juan Williams makes the case Clinton should become a major figure on the campaign trail this year. Oh, I would love this. Please put her out there. Please do. Oh, gosh. That's a gift that keeps on giving. It really is. You want to talk about driving negatives up? Yeah, please go. Uh, uh, go to Georgia. And campaign for Senator Warnock. <laughs> also, while you're at it, go to uh, get involved in the governor's race there. Go down to Texas. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Are you ready for this? This is what. Juan Williams says, Clinton is exactly the right person to put steel on the Democrats' spine and bring attention to the reality that ultra-MAGA Republicans, as President Biden calls them, are tearing apart the nation. Keep talking and talk louder, Hillary. Oh, yeah. I would echo what Juan Williams has said here. This is just what we need, to hear Hillary Clinton talking louder. (laughs) Can you imagine? The gift this would be for Republicans. Please come out. <laughs> we'll start here that a conservative writer is leading the charge, at least at the moment, for another presidential bid by Clinton should be looked at with some healthy skepticism. No candidate unites the Republican Party, even with Donald Trump, as the GOP's likely nominee, like Clinton does. This might be a bit of wishful thinking by Ellis. Keep that in mind. Then go to this. Biden's giving every indication. Even at his advanced age, he's planning to run again. The New York Times posted a piece Monday night headline, Biden irked by Democrats who won't take yes for an answer on 2024. Facing intensifying skepticism about his capacity to run for re-election when he will be nearly 82, the president's top aides have been stung by the questions about his plans, irritated. Is what they see as a lack of respect from their party and the press. 
and determined to tamp down suggestions he's effectively a lame duck a year and a half into his administration. Well, how did you get there, Mr. President? You've proven yourself to be absolutely worthless. Why wouldn't you be a lame duck already? Clinton's been pretty close to Sherman-esque in her denials about even considering another bid. You know she wants it, and she wants it bad. Don't be surprised if she jumps in. (laughs) I say, come on in. The water is warm. Stay with us. And here we are, folks, final stretch, the Vince Coakley radio program on this Friday as we head into another exciting weekend, holiday weekend, and I hope you have some great plans in store. Uh, How about you, Bernie? What's on tap? I was going to go to Sky Show, actually, but um, I mentioned uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, we just got a new pup. Uh, We're not sure how he does around the fireworks, so we're going to stay home, I think, and just uh, keep an eye on him to see how he does. Uh, understandable. Yeah. A lot of animals get spooked this time of year, yep. so yep. that can be a problem. Nine questions to answer on this day in history. 1867, this day, we celebrate the country to our north. What is it? What day is it? Uh, well, the country to our north is Canada. So it's Happy Canada, Canada Day. day. That is correct for the first question. 1874, the first zoological gardens opened in America in the city of brotherly love. Where is that? Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Don't you love my clues? Oh, yeah. 1916, this company started using the contoured bottle for their drinks in 1916. Is that Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola is correct. Wow, you're three for three already. Home on a hot street. 1950. (laughs) We've made reference to this conflict before. American ground troops arrived in this country to stop forces in the north. Vietnam? Oh, no. Oh, Korea? Oh, it's Korea. Korea. Yes. I did the same thing last time. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> you will be disciplined severely. <laughs> Just kidding. 1953. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is something I haven't had in a while. In fact, now that I see this, I might have to get some of this this weekend for snacks. This is something you spray out of a little can to put on crackers or something. Uh, a lot of people love this. Some people actually will spray this stuff right into their mouths. What is it? Cheese Whiz. Yeah. Cheese Whiz. I could not believe when I heard people actually put that thing up to their mouths and just spray it in their mouths. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, like whipped cream. Different strokes. 1963. This is something new that happened with the post office. And it supposedly makes the... Um, Mail get there faster. What is it that they started? Uh, would that be um, expedi- expediting or express mail? No, it's actually the five-digit zip code debuted in 1963. Wow, okay. A lot of people didn't know this hasn't been around forever. This is a relatively new thing. 
1979, boy, this was a real hot thing for a time. You know, we think we're really uh, exciting people with our, our um, what are they called, iPods in our ears? Mm-hmm. 1979, what was the going thing? Was it a Walkman? The Sony Walkman, the very first one, went on sale, 1979. You're correct. 1997, and we had Hong Kong returned to this country, which is very proud of the acquisition, and unfortunately, they're watching their freedoms diminish. Is that China? China. Boy, they're loving this big Mm. time. And 2005, the last... Car under the Ford label with this particular title rolled off the line, 2005. I think they may have brought it back. Is it the Thunderbird? The Thunderbird is right. absolutely correct. I think I only missed one today, Vince. You've done pretty well today. Yeah. I'm absolutely impressed. Absolutely impressed. I want to give you a heads up. If you're planning to travel by air, be prepared for anything. I remind you again. If there are weather situations that occur, be prepared. You may not be accommodated with hotels to stay in if things go sour. So you need to be prepared for anything. Do not put things that you need on your checked bag, in your checked bag. Keep them in your carry-on because you just don't know what's going to happen this crazy travel weekend. You want to hear a crazy travel story. Now, sometimes what airlines will do. They will oversell flights. It happens. Get a load of this story. Delta Airlines and what they did to encourage people to get off of a flight. (laughs) So this was a flight from Michigan to Minnesota. And they were so determined to get this plane out. They offered $10,000 for someone to give up their seat on an oversold flight. The airline offered the money to each passenger who volunteered to be bumped on this flight out of Grand Rapids Monday morning. Jason Aiton, who is a tech columnist in Inc. Magazine, wrote he was sitting on the outbound plane waiting for the aircraft to leave the gate. A flight attendant got on the intercom. The crew was looking for eight volunteers. Get a load of this. Eight volunteers they needed to give up their seats on this oversold flight offering them $10,000 each. In fact, they even told him, if you have Apple Pay, you even have the money right now. Isn't that amazing? Oversold flight. There's going to be a lot of this in the coming days, and it's going to be very, very costly. So, just want to remind you of this. At least one other passenger confirmed this account. Todd McCrum saying, it's a true story. I was on that flight. Unfortunately, I could not take the offer as I was flying with my wife, who has very limited eyesight. She has to have me nearby when traveling. So can you imagine that? $10,000. So thought I would put this out there for your entertainment. Well, hope your travel goes well, whether you're on the road on the train, on airplanes. Just have a great weekend. And uh, Lord willing, we'll talk with you next week. Have a great weekend. Adios.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.